Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter number 4, we are going to read from verse number 11 to 16. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. Hallelujah. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Someone say a perfect man. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine by the slights of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to effectual fervent, effectual working of the measure of every part making necessary make it necessary sorry make an increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love hallelujah now i don't know whether you got the picture but the bible says that he gave some apostles some prophets some pastors some evangelists some teachers for the edifying of the Perfecting of the saints for the work of ministry. So we come to the unity of faith. Hallelujah. That we will no more be tossed to and fro. Amen. But we become, we will not be carried by every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men, speaking the truth that we may grow. Amen. That we be no more children, but we will grow. Hallelujah. Which means that God is a God that expects progress. You know, when you look at a child, what do you see? You know, earlier on, when we started praying, I saw Minister Sheila carrying uh, the baby, and then all of a sudden, Minister Sheila dropped the baby, and he started walking. And then he was going back, and she called, she called him, and then he came. And I was like, this is progress. Hallelujah. A few weeks ago, a few months ago, he couldn't, you know, when he sits, he just brings his whole body forward for balance. And then he stays there and he looks at people. But now he's up. And now he can respond to call. Because she beckoned him, come. And then he came. Hallelujah. It's progress. Amen. We are talking about pursuing or excelling in our walk with God. Hallelujah. God is about us excelling whilst working with him. Whilst we are engaging with God, whilst we are having a uh, communion with him, whilst we are interacting with him, he expects us to grow in him. Amen. Last, last week we read a scripture, I don't know whether you remember, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. 
1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, beloved, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding. Hallelujah. Others, other uh, translations are always excelling. The word abounding is the same word as excelling. Always excelling in your work, in your work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Hallelujah. So as we, we walk with him, as we interact with him, as we move with him, he's expecting us to abound or excel or progress. Amen. Hello? Don't go to sleep on me, please. Are you with me? I need my Wednesday church back again. It is time for us to progress in God. Amen. It's time for us to progress. Our work with God must be like, like uh, uh, what's my baby's name again? I forgot him. Ezekiel. No, no, I'm looking for the Nigerian name. That's why I can't remember. Ayomide. I, I, I keep, it's coming and it goes. So, Ayomide is progressing in his journey of life. He couldn't do anything for himself. Now at least he can crawl and he can stand. And he can, at least when you call him, he knows you are calling him, he can come. See, now the mother can keep him still. As you are trying to keep him in one place, he's moving. But you see, the, the problem we have sometimes as Christians is that we don't progress. Since we got born again, it has been where we are. If you have a child who doesn't grow, you will be worried. This child hasn't sat down. This child is not crawling. When you call the child, the child doesn't come. And he's, he's been on earth for a while. He's done a few months. He's done a few weeks. He's done a few years. And he's still not responding. You'll be very worried. Hallelujah. You say no. There is something, there's something not quite right with my child. You go to the hospital. You call the doctors. You go and at least you speak to your midwife. Is this normal? And so there is, there is something. I don't know whether they still have it. They have the red book. Do you still have the red book? In the red book, for those the men who don't know what the red book is. There is a book. Are you listening? There is a book, and the book is red. And the book has weeks. Weeks, days, months. And in each time, there is a, a, some bars that says that the height must be between this this level and that level. The weight must be between this level and that level. The response to touch must be between this level and that level. So anytime the midwife comes to visit or you take the child to the, uh, the hospital, they will check the weight to see whether he's in the, between the bars of progression. Are you with me? This level, so if, you are, if the child is over, it's also worrying. If the child is under, it is worrying. If the child is average, it's fine. I remember a certain child, when he was born, he was over the bar. 
at the beginning. He's in this room, so I can't talk about him or her. But he, he, his, he was over the bar. His weight was over. Then he started, then he started coming down. Then he went up again after an encounter with a certain woman. Hallelujah. Are, are you with me? Okay. So we are talking about excellence. We are talking about excellence. And for the weekdays, we are zeroing in on our excellence in terms of our work with God. Hallelujah. And uh, I, I def- we define excellence on Sunday as X and then sellers. You remember? We said X and then sellers, which means what? How many remember? It's to rise to the top of the hill. Are you with me? And I said to you on Sunday, if you remember, that excellence demands work. Because to climb any hill is not the same as to descend the hill. Are you with me? It takes more energy to climb a hill. It takes more effort to climb a hill. When you're going down a hill, you don't take as much effort as you're, you're climbing the hill. Which means that if you want to pursue excellence, you can't be lazy. It, it, it connotes hard work. And I said, uh, and effort. And I said that the opposite of excellence is mediocrity, isn't it? And medios, and mediocrity is made up of two words. Med- medios, which means middle, and okre, which means rugged mountain. So, middle of a rugged mountain. See, anybody who has a medios okra mentality doesn't think that going up the hill is necessary. Do you understand what I'm saying? Anybody who has the medios okra mentality thinks that the mountain, that the, the, the rugged mountain that I am on is, is hard as it is. I don't need to go higher. Because the higher you go, the more difficult it is. So this will do. Already my Christianity, I'm not seeing top. I'm doing some. I'm on a rugged mountain. Rugged mountain. So I will stay in the middle because going high is very difficult. The middle is okay. Amen. I, I, I told you on Sunday that excellence is a mindset. Nobody is born excellent. Every child is born the same. And every child has 24 hours. Every child has a chart, like the red book, that it has to grow between. So at every stage, the child has to, the progress of the child has to be charted. But you see, the environment and the people that the child is surrounded by and the place or the, 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 the place the child is born also plays an important role in the subconscious or in the mental psyche of the child. Because when the child is presented with mediocrity and the child sees failure and the child grows around failing, it is, it is not rocket science that the child will be a failure. So in a place like uh, uh, Switzerland and places like that, the profession of your parents is what determines the profession that they will give you to do in school. Yes, 
So if your, your, your uh, parent happened to be uh, masons or give me another uh, handy profession, carpenter or tailor, they will not uh, enroll you in a medicine. Or they will not enroll you to be a professor, academics. No, they will say that the environment the child is growing in is an environment of practical handiwork. So let this child go and learn maybe electrician or something. Are you thinking? The mindset behind that uh, education system is because where the child grows affects the psyche of the child. In the same way, when a Christian is born again into a church of mediocrity, a church that doesn't, that doesn't think that excelling in their work with God is necessary, guess what? The, the, the Christian will join the church or will join the Christian uh, uh, com community and become mediocre in their worship and work with God. Hallelujah. Because mediocrity is a mindset. Am I making sense? And so, Paul is telling the church that, listen, in your work with God, in your work for the Lord, you have to excel. Always abounding. So the word is what? Always abounding, isn't it? Be steadfast, immovable, and what? Always. Put, that, put the 1 Corinthians 15, 58 back on, on. You see that the word is always abounding. It didn't say abound once. Always abounding means what? Present continuous. Hallelujah. Which means that if you could pray five minutes every day, next week God expects you to be able to pray seven minutes. And the following week God expects you to be able to pray ten minutes. And the following week God expects you to be able to pray fifteen minutes. Because you have to always abound. You have to always excel. Hallelujah. You have to do more than you did before. Amen. You know, one of the things that they teach you when you're doing exercises or you're doing any physical education, physical training, is to try and do beyond what you did. Are you with me? It's always trying to push yourself. So if you did maybe like one, uh, you did just uh, one run around the, the field, they'll say, try and do one and a half tomorrow. Then try and do two. Try and do three. Try and, because the more you push your body, the more your body becomes fitter and stronger. When you go to the gym, it's the same. They say that, oh, try lifting the weight. Lift uh, two or, or two kilos. Then they put two on each side. Then they give it to you. It's, it's a bit strenuous. They say, oh, do just five. Then you do it. Then the next day, they say, no, do they use the two, but do ten, ten or do six. Or, because they are trying to push you. And they keep pushing, they keep increasing and keep pushing you for you to go up. Are you with me? And so uh, Paul was saying that we should not remain as children. Because children are tossed by any wind to and fro. If we remain mediocre in our relationship with God, we'll be tossed by the wind and by craftiness of men, and by different doctrines that come. That is why 
you see Christians who have been Christians for a long time, and then somebody, a, a, just a small, a small boy, a small girl gets up and says that now God is, God is a homosexual. You see them believe in it. They say God is a, if to serve God, you have to start cutting yourself. You see grown men and women will start cutting themselves because they are, they, are, they are grown physically, but spiritually they are babies. And so they are tossed by any wind. Anybody who comes and says something, they'll follow. Hallelujah. God only likes black people. Yeah. And then you see, we are black Israelites. Then it's like, God is not white. God doesn't like white. Everything white is bad. Then you see them. Then somebody else comes and says, God doesn't like black people. God likes only white people. Then you see them following. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? We are not growing. We don't want to grow. And I said to you that it is a mindset. If you don't change your mind, you cannot be excellent. Physically, if you don't change your mind, you remain where you are. Like I said on, on, on uh, uh, Sunday that to be excellent means to improve, isn't it? So the building is standing there. Nothing is wrong with the building. The building has sat for years. But then an excellent person comes and says, no, this building is too old. We can put a newer building which will be better and serve us better. It's a four-story building now, but we can make it ten-story. So what do they do? They break the four-story building and they build a ten-story building which is much better, newer, and much useful, more useful than it was before for people. And then another time will come, the same building which is now the best after in the future, 20 years time, somebody else will come and say that this building has to go down and put something else back on it. But there are other countries from 1922. The building that has stood there is the same building that is standing there. And if you'd like, in 20 years, go back there and to be the same building, this time, half of it will be kneeling and falling down. The windows are all broken. It's in a bad state of disrepair, but nobody will touch it. It is not poverty. It is poverty in the mind. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I'm giving you a physical um, example for you to see the spiritual side that is the same. Because if we have been Christians for 10 years, and what we believed 10 years ago is the same thing we are believing now, then we are not different from the house that has stood for 100 years and no improvement has been made. Am I making sense? The word excellence in the Greek, the word excellence in the Greek, it comes from the word perisio. That's P-E-R-I-S-S-E-U. And it means to have in abundance, to increase or to surpass. Hallelujah. To have in abundance, to increase or to surpass. So, an example of increasing Having in abundance and surpassing is the number of scriptures you know. 
So say, for instance, the scriptures you knew was 10 at the beginning of the year. And we are halfway through the year, and the scriptures you know is still 10. What does that mean? You haven't increased. You haven't abounded. And you haven't surpassed what you already knew. Am I making sense? And how would it be that the scriptures you know, you knew at the beginning of the year is the same one or you have even forgotten some at the middle of the year? How would that happen? It will happen when you don't give it attention. When you are not minded to increase what you know. Am I making sense? The way you are looking at me, I'm not sure. See, one of the characteristics of, of children is that they grow. Main characteristic of children is what? Ayomi Day is growing. Isn't he growing? He is growing. And to grow, they grow spiritually. They grow physically. They grow emotionally. Because now he cries when he's hungry. He cries when he's feeling hot. He cries when he has compassion. He cries when he wants to call his mother or call for attention. He cries for everything. So when he cries now, you have to guess. Are you want to get down? I know some, uh, somebody, when he was a little, old, a little older, I think one or two years, when you put him in his high chair, he will look at you. Then everybody's busy. So people, when we are busy and we don't want him to get up to no mischief, they put him on the high chair. Then the people will be going around. Then when he gets somebody, see somebody coming, I wanna, I wanna get down. I wanna get down. That means I want to get down. Oh, please. <laughs> I cannot tell you. <laughs> I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs> He said, I, I want to get down. So he will stop crying. Now he said, I want to get down. That means that I want to get down. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because now he's growing, so the speech is becoming clearer. So we can understand what he's saying. Are you with me? Before, he, all he did was to cry. But when you put him there and doesn't want to be there, he'll cry. But now he'll say, no, I want to get down. Progress. Then I want my milk. It means I want my milk. <laughs> Hallelujah. All dimensions of the child is progressing whilst he's growing. So physically he's growing, emotionally he's growing, intellectually he's growing, spiritually he's growing. Hallelujah. Can you understand that? So in our Christian walk, we have to grow like the, the, like the baby, as newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word that you may what? Grow thereby. So you grow as you feed, you grow. Amen. 
As we feed on the word, we grow. Hallelujah. Second Peter 1. Second Peter, we are going to look at how we can grow. Second Peter 1, 5 to 10. It says that, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Somebody say, add to your faith. Add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly love, and to brotherly love kindness. Hallelujah. Brotherly kindness. If these things be in you and abound or excel, you will neither be barren or unfruitful in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Verse 9 says that he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your calling and election sure. Amen. I'm in verse 10. Be diligent to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you will never stumble. Hallelujah. So he's saying that now that we are born again, now that we, 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 are, we have come into salvation, we've come into a, a walk with God, we should add to our faith Giving all diligence, we must add to our faith what? Hello, verse, I'm in verse 5. Add to your faith what? Oh, I didn't hear you. To be able to be kind to people. To be able to do what? When I say goodness, English language, what does it mean? Can somebody uh, Google goodness for me? And then call out the adjectives of goodness. An adjective describes Something, isn't it? The quality of being morally good. Give me some synonyms as well. Being upright. When we say be upright, what do we mean? Don't do dodgy things. Don't break the law. Don't do shortcuts. Be honest. Are you with me? He said, uh, Pastor, but where in the Bible does it, does it say that we should be honest? He said, we are all, everybody's doing, no, 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 no. If you want to be excellent, excellence must show in your character. Are you with me? Be decent. Trustworthy. When you say, I will do this, do it. Let your yes be yes and your no be what? No. Have integrity. To, be in, uh, to have integrity means what? This person, if they are looking for something to punish you, uh, to, to, to use to catch you out, they can't find. Remember, uh, we're talking about Daniel. The people, the satraps sought to bring a charge against Daniel. But Daniel was a man of integrity. So what happened? They could not find any charge to bring against Daniel except in his prayer and his worship of God. Hallelujah. So they went to the king 
And they said to the king that, king, make a, make a new rule, that, uh, make a, a, a statue, uh, make a new rule that everybody must worship this statue. Because they knew that Daniel was a man of integrity. They could not find anything against him. Can I ask you a question? If your neighbors want to find something against you, something, they want to charge you with something by the law, court, would they find a charge? Hallelujah. See, sometimes we, we, we don't think that being good is part of Christianity. Some of us are wicked. When I say wicked, when, when, when somebody is in need and they come to you, you will say no, even when you have. Some of us, we can see that this person is going to into a ditch. There's a big ditch here, and they are walking fully into a ditch. And you say, it's not my problem. Hallelujah. You know the, the story of the, um, the man that fell amongst thieves? He said the priest was coming. And he saw the man on the road. He passed the other side. Most of us Christians would do that. We don't have integrity. We are not good. We are not good. Morally, we are not good. We are not kind. And you see, when the man, the, the priest passed by, he went to church. And guess what? He pretended as if that incident never happened. He never mentioned it to anyone. Hallelujah. Never ever mentioned it to anyone. Not truthful. Did you see anybody on the road? Oh, no, I didn't see anybody. You saw somebody and you walked on the other side. You see, I said something last, uh, on Sunday that when we say excellent, 95% is not excellent. Because when you get 95% in your academics, that is not where excellence ends. An excellent person is the one who gets 95% at, at school. When he comes home, he sweeps and tidies up. He cleans and he's helpful. He, everywhere he goes, he carries that attitude of 95% with him or her. That is what makes you excellent. Not you're excellent in one thing, but you're not excellent in other things. This priest was excellent in church and in Christian things. But his excellence was questioned when he saw the dying man on the road and he passed on the other side. Am I making sense? Would you pass by somebody that you don't think you need when they are in trouble? See, that's why I said that excellence is like climbing a hill. You've got to now start asking yourself some of these questions. We've all got to start asking ourselves, am I kind to people that I don't need? People that I feel are weaving, their world is different from my world. Hallelujah. 
The next one was what? Add to your virtue knowledge. Amen. Knowledge. I was just saying to Pastor Sam that the reason why we remain average and mediocre in our life and our lifestyle is because we don't take time to know or learn. I said to him, that was a few minutes before we came into church. I said to him that, what makes somebody a doctor? It's the hours of research they put in, isn't it? The hours of study is what makes them a doctor. That's what makes them, somebody's a medical doctor and somebody's a lay person. Because I haven't done the medical research. So I cannot qualify to operate on anybody. Am I making sense? The one who has gone to school and has studied and done a lot of research and is still doing a lot of research, they are qualified to operate on somebody. Amen. You don't have to be a doctor to research on medical things if you're going to be excellent. Am I making sense? So when I hear of a medical term that I don't know, I go and learn. I look up the word. I find out what the symptoms of this disease is. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like these days, anytime anybody mentions anything, I don't accept it ignorantly. You know, like the way uh, Minister Michael likes to throw some of his big, big words at us. Do you understand? Think, and then he, he belittles us that you will not understand. What do you mean by will not understand? He will, he will throw a word, a big word like that. Then when you want to ask, what is the word? They say, you will not understand. So what do you mean by I will not understand? Then he says that, let me come down to your level. Let me see if I can come down to your level for you to understand. What do you mean by you can come down to my level for me to understand? Have you, have you allowed me to go and do my research to come? Somebody should pour water on him wherever he is. <laughs> so I'll take the word, put it on my phone. And then when I go home, I'll do an extensive research. So next time he like, if he likes, he should mention the word. Then I will show him that I know exactly what you know. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? Knowledge, it only takes a little bit of time to acquire knowledge. And the desire to, to acquire it. Amen. Yeah. So, you, we should try to have the desire. To, because that is what will make us excellent. Get to know. You know, somebody comes to stand on the stage. And then they sing. And then there's the song. That it's like the person is a star. Because they have they have acquired some skill. But that skill is teachable. Are you understanding me? Because singing is an art, which means that if I want to learn to sing like this person, I can be able to sing like this person. It will take me some time and some effort, but it is not beyond my limit. If I push myself, I will get to know. 
The person comes to place and, and they feel that they are the best. No, 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 no. Don't let them just feel that big over you. Don't let anybody intimidate you. Go and study. Bible says that study to show yourself approved. When you study, you'll be approved. Hallelujah. So add to your virtue knowledge. If you want to be excellent in your work with God, you can never be excellent in your work with God without knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. And then he goes on to say, because you have rejected knowledge, I have also rejected your children. If you don't study, I will not. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Hallelujah. If you don't study, I will reject you. One of the things that Christians don't like doing is studying. We don't like reading. We like when they are doing the magic. I had, I had this, this uh, sister in the church. Anytime there was a convention, it's like when the preaching starts, she goes to go and feed the children. Then she'll say that when they start the miracles, come and call me. <laughs> All she wanted to do was to witness the miracles. The miracles is what she likes. It's not the teaching. It's not the word. It's the miracles. Miracle. What are your miracles? That they're from, coming from, from. Come and call me when they are doing the miracles. When the, the pastor has. <laughs> that is when. He says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will reject you from being priests. Amen. Next, quickly, move on. I'll reject you from being priests. Go on. For me, because you have forgotten my law, I will also forget who? Your children. If you forget my word, I'll forget your children. Could it be that the reason why God has forgotten our children? Because that's the scripture. I didn't write it. Hallelujah. How can we be Christians for this long while and we haven't progressed? You know, university, average university courses, how many years? Three years or four years. You have been a Christian longer than four years which means that by now you have, must obtain your first degree in Christianity. Are you with me? Masters is how many? One year, so five years. If you have been a Christian for five years, you must have your masters of divinity. And if you want to be a doctor, how many years? Another four years, so nine years. If you have been a Christian for nine years, you should be a doctor of theology or divinity. If you want to be a professor, how many years? 
Oh, that, but, but. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I understand what I'm saying. Yeah. It is because society and the world demands that after three years or four years in university, you must graduate. At some point. Are you with me? Today, I'm demanding from you that after you've been in this church for a while, you must graduate. Hallelujah. You shouldn't be the same person who walked into the church three years ago. You have to graduate. If you've been in this church for four years, you must graduate with masters. That you be no more children tossed about to and fro by every wind of doctrine. They say this, then you are here. They say this, then you are here. Today they say that everybody should cut themselves, then you are cutting. Then next they say bring Cain to church, then you are also bringing Cain to the church. We are going to be the devil today. Somebody sent me, uh, 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 I don't know what, a video, and they are, they are all kung fu fighters, or karate fighters, and this old lady was, Kalabaya, hey, the woman, this woman, I wouldn't want to cross her. She was actually kicking the devil and hitting the devil with different kicks and different. The devil could be beaten like this. By now, he would have been dead before you were born. Hallelujah. Are you seeing what, what I'm saying? How our Christianity is not growing. Amen? How our Christianity is not improving. Why? Because we haven't taken time to grow. We are not knowledgeable. So everybody comes to tell us something and then we believe. Say it's about the spirit, spirit, spirit. No, 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 no. Take your time and study. Are you with me? Take your time and study. Acquire wisdom in your walk with God. Amen. And add to knowledge Self-control. One of our greatest problems why we are not excelling in our work with God is because of self-control. Someone say self. self. Come under control. You can't control your flesh. That is why every Christian has to learn to Fast. Because fasting, the fundamental thing fasting teaches you is how to control your body. How to control your appetite. How to control your emotions. Some of us can't control our emotions. We get angry easily. We get mean and very uh, unforgiving. We react negatively. This person, what this person has done to me, I will never forget. I will never speak to them again. I will never f- start cursing. You are driving, somebody crosses you. Hey, you have to follow the person. I remember recently somebody crossed me. I was driving. And the person, you see, I would have gone. But the person crossed me and then he eyed me on top of the crossing. 
Oh, man, I chased the guy. I, t- I tell you, I chased the guy. But for the, I had my kids in the car. But for them, I would have lifted him up and shaken him a few times and dropped him. Because I wasn't angry about the crossing. Because like, I am going this way. He is coming that way. And then he crosses me and I had to break, emergency break. And then he looks at me. You know that kind of and then he goes, and he doesn't speed. He just goes slowly. <laughs> but self-control says, let him go. It's okay. Hallelujah. And to self-control, perseverance. You can never, somebody asked me a question after church on Sunday. He says that because he, I mentioned that if you want to be excellent, you must persevere. You must not give up. You must never accept no for an answer. Hallelujah. So the person asked me, what about if you uh, keep working and working and working and you keep failing at it? What do you do? And I, I, I was saying that the answer to the question is in the next sermon. Are you with me? Because part of excellence is learn how to not, not to accept no for an answer. Remember, we talked about compromise. The reason why people are not excellent, they compromise. In the same way, if you persevere and not compromise, you go, you improve. Amen. So as for me, I don't I can't do mathematics. As for me, as for maths. Then they teach, it enters one ear and it goes out. The secret to becoming good in mass is to persevere. Not to accept that as for me, I will never know mass. Somebody say amen. amen. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Just say that as for me, I, I know this is hard. I know I don't understand it, but if I put my mind to it, I can do it. And that's all. Hallelujah. And to perseverance, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. How can you say you're a Christian and you don't love? How can you say you're a Christian and you are not kind? If these things, the Bible says, if, if these things, if you lack these things, then you are short-sighted and you are blind. But if this is inside of you, it will make your calling and election sure. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7. Let's close with this. Second Corinthians chapter 8. Second Corinthians 8, verse 7. Stand to your feet, everybody. Let's read 2 Corinthians 8, 7. Give me the NIV version if you have. The NIV version, please. You don't have NIV. Okay, give me the NASB. 
version. The New American Standard Bible. Do you have that? Okay, I'll read the NIV to you. It says that, but just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in your love for us, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. Amen. Just as you excel or abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in diligence, in love, for us, see also that you are bound in the grace. Hallelujah. 